What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. Hey stackers, do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code, S-T-A-C-K, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. The fog has cleared. There are still wisps of it hanging in the air. And as these little figures emerge and become visible to you, you're left with a number of things that you could possibly do. I think inherently I realized it seems as though these individuals are not threatening like the other lizard people were. All right, so I stop mid-pull-out, really, and I just put my arm out. I put down the axe, and I just show him my bare hands, like, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just going to help him. One of them, the same one, whistles what sounds like the same thing, and then again cocks his head at you. You step into a small clearing, probably no more than 10 feet across. The canopy is less thick here, and it, so it does allow some light to stream in. It takes a moment for your eyes to adjust to the sudden inpouring of strong light, but once you do, you're immediately taken back. The exact middle of the clearing is occupied by a giant flower rising from a thick and twisting stem. The weight of the feet-tall orange blossom must be significant because it bends downward, and from its center, a large drop of nectar, about the size of Tira's head, is just visible. And then, Whistler goes over to the plant. He scoops his hand into the leaf full of nectar and holds it up. It glistens in the sunlight and he offers it to you. It's sweet and it glides down your throat. It leaves a little hint of burning, kind of like eating honey. And as he whistles, it ends up with words. We used to be a larger people, but those who chose to remain close to the stone were twisted into the people that you fought. So they were your kin. Long ago, yes. 
two uh, of his people draw back some vines that are hanging down and you see this stone figure. Its head is drooped down and it looks like a robot. There's a cavity in the chest and it looks like the head is actually down further and so it looks like somebody could actually sit inside of this thing. Like controlling yeah, it? Right. It's a mech. The raven feels the wind rush over its primary feathers. Its curved beak opens in the air as it takes one last lungful of cleanness, and then it dives into a cleft of the mountain's rock where the fumes are stronger. As the raven emerges at last into a vast central chamber where the heat is at its most intense, and constant streams of noxious fumes rise in yellow-tinted clouds, a dark figure turns suddenly at the flapping of wings. The panting bird settles on the figure's shoulder. What news do you bring? My friend. I just want to say, I see a pan out. As you're talking about this bird flying around and going in the caverns and everything, Mm -hmm. I see that close up, but then it pans out and like the person with the bird is here and like we're just entering the forest and we're just like little dots kind of going, starting on our journey. We don't even know what's going on. That's what I want. Okay. <laughs> I want it to feel cinematic. I've I've really style. enjoyed adding the cinematic element. The 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 cutscenes have to me they've opened it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. What if somebody in Hollywood is listening to this podcast and saying, "I'm going to make a movie out of this." I would love that. I think they'd be fun. But what if you didn't know about it and like, you just ended up seeing this movie and you're like, "That looks so that's that's like that's our, our podcast." podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now, I didn't get any money for this. For royalties. <laughs> yeah. Who would I want to play Bash? And I'm like, I have uh, Peter Dinklage playing Kira. <laughs> In a wig. In a wig. In a space pants wig. Yes. <laughs> Who would you have play Tira? Oh, grief. You be thinking, Kat. Actually, oh, hey, hey, you could, you, you could, you could start off with a question. I have no idea. If, if, this, if this story was made into a movie, what actor would play your character? Yeah. Yeah, pose it. Pose it on uh, one of our social media things. Well, so yeah, let's let's do it. We'll go back to a time-honored tradition of asking a starting question. We've been kicking around the idea here, and so we'll just get it caught on recording. If the Stack of Dice story were made into a better movie, (laughs) (laughs) who would you like playing your character? Hmm. This could actually get dicey, because the person you recommend, if they're not very popular... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not worried about that. Don't even worry about that. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Who would I, who do I think would be good for Tira? And you know they can do fun stuff with, like... Right, it doesn't have to be a short red-headed girl. I get it. Scarjo. Nah. (laughs) I'm kidding. Hmm. I mean, Karen Gillum could be Uh good. Because she's, she does the fiery temper thing real well. She already has red hair, so. And she's done action and stuff, so that's a possibility. Okay. Michael? Or who are you thinking? I've got two in mind. Who? who? For Tira? No, for, for, for Bash. For who, who, who are you thinking? Jack Black or Seth Rogen? Okay, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking Jack Black. Um, I think Jack Black can be serious. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I was thinking, I don't know. I think Chris Pratt might be able to play my character. Mm, yeah. Um, I think Shia LaBeouf would be able to play my character, but that's because of some things he's done when he was younger as well. You you you, you see what I'm saying with that one? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll stick with those. I two. mean, he stutters, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shia LaBeouf or Chris Pratt. Maybe. Okay, and those are two different spectrums of how how that character would go. Yeah, but be please be good with my character. I really like Womber Bash, and I want you to do him yeah. justice. Come on, Shia. 
Catherine? Bruce Willis. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I do not follow the celeb world at all. I do not know people's names. Do you know um, a movie that a person was in that you could tell me what the movie is and I might be able to tell you who the person is? I would just rather leave it up to our listeners to recommend someone for Farron's character. All right. So listeners, if you have any suggestions of your own, please do hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Stack of Dice or catch us by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you that way. Also, if you haven't left us a review yet, why not? Why not? (laughs) Come on. We'd love to hear from you that way too. It takes just a moment and it lets more people know about our show. And we just enjoy getting those. We like to read them on air as well. And certainly if you do that, we will share yours as well. As always, we want to thank you stackers for joining us as we gather for the next exciting episode in our ongoing story. I'm Rhett the DM and with me is Meredith as Tier Ironstag. Michael as Wumberbesh Benson Mum. And Catherine as Farron. Who's ready to tell a story? Me. me! You are standing at the base of the volcano. Vents release clouds up into the air here and there. Every now and then there's a a puff and then some more yellow dust or whatever goes spiraling upward. Uh, What are you going to do? How far from the base to the top? Is it like miles or? Probably. Okay. All right. It's 10 feet. No, I just didn't know if it would be worth Tira getting out her axe now, like holding it and going. But if it's going to be miles to before we get anywhere where it might be necessary, I'll scratch that. At the end of the previous episode, before we broke the tree line, Tira got out Peter's cloak of protection that he bequeathed to her as he died and went ahead and put it on. And it kind of gives her a feeling that he's with us. Tira is sensing that another big step in the journey that they started off on a long time ago is imminent. And Peter only got to see the first part. And so having that cloak on, she knows it's going to add her some protection, but also it's just a way of having him there for the next part. Okay. And that kind of helps her to steal her shoulders and then strike out. All right. Does she get an update in armor class because of that too? I get plus one when I'm wearing it. Nice. Wumberbash is going to take out one of his uh, cloth diapers, and he's going to tie it around his his nose to stop the fumes from, because, I mean, it's going to be pretty toxic the closer we get. Yeah. So yeah. I might as well go ahead and don that bad boy. Okay. It's pretty toxic in there, too. Yeah, but I'd rather smell my own butt sweat than, than <laughs> somebody else's sulfuric smell. Okay. <laughs> Farron has the same kind of idea uh, as Wumberbash. Oh, but you want one she- of she uh, grabs the under cloth under her um, armor mm-hmm. on her lower right leg and kind of tears that away, and tears that out, and then wraps it around her, her nose and mouth. Okay. Around her head. Wamberbash, let me ask you, how do you carry your stuff? So you have an inventory. How is that arranged on you? So my, um, I have like this sash belt or whatever that goes over like shoulder mm-hmm. and that swap. What's connected to that is my used to be short sword, but also my panabas. So I go around to the back and just kind of grab it off. When he says that. Because you let you 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 made me like leave it behind because you were like, you never used it. You could have ignored that. It all behind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then I have like a side bag as well that I have all my all the rest of my stuff okay. in there. And inside of that side bag is my other bag. The bag. <laughs> the the bag. leather bag. Yeah, the leather bag. <laughs> the leather I, bag. Yeah, the leather bag. Yeah. That's why I have stuff in there. Also, those straps on those things. Also, it is it is it is a piece come together by strips that when I change in size, they the strips tear away, so my bag and stuff stays intact. Right. All I do is restrip the uh, the ends. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, you are standing on the base of a very big volcano. It is probably every bit of two to three miles up to the summit. The summit has been sheared off long ago. Uh, you do see gashes in the side of the mountain here and there that would perhaps give you some means of getting inside. Uh, the question is, what would be the most efficient way and are they stable? You're, you're talking about horizontal gashes or? Mostly, yeah. Like jagged cave entrances kind of thing. I have an idea. Uh, what, what ropage do we have? We each have 50 feet, right? Well, at least you and I don't know what Farron Did Didn't with. we have a special rope at one time? Was that, was that only Thane that had it? I'm sorry. Was that only Peter that had it and then we got rid of it? Remember, wasn't it a special rope that... Did we have a rope that held more weight than others or something like that? I do not remember. I know at one time we had tied all of our ropes together so that they would be longer so you could fly up and oh, lead us. Right, but that right. was just us tying our okay. ropes together. So I think I should get those ropes and do the technique of tying it together. If I can fly up to a point and tie it off, that may help you guys get up that, well, I guess me too, but I'm flying, mm-hmm. may help you climb up with something to I hold see. on so to. So you want to fly up a certain way, tie the rope off, and then we kind of do this Use that thing to help you climb. climb up, yeah, and that way it might be easier. Is it a steep slope? In places, mm-hmm. and especially the closer you get to the top, sure. the more it, it gets vertical. I mean, obviously, we would only use it for, like, really, really steep stuff, but I think at some point in time we'll have yeah, to do that technique. as we get up there, yeah. At this point, I'm going to collect the three ropes and tie them together. Okay. And have them ready. Done. All right? Bash, Tira, what is our plan? Where are we actually trying to go? I believe what Whistler said was that the, the Great Stone, or what did he call it? I'm sorry. The Great Stone was inside the volcano. Now, whether it was always there or the volcano kind of built up around it, I don't know. But I'm assuming it's in the center. So I think what we need to do is get down into it. We need to get down to the crystal. I'm almost positive that this has to be one of those pillars that we need to reascend. And to do that, we're going to have to be on it. So we need to get into the volcano to the actual crystal. I don't know. Are we, are we near one of these fissures yet or do we have to get there first? You've been walking as you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Every so often. All uh, right. So as I come up to one and I look, can you see down it or is it just this? Can I uh, tell how it's, far it It's goes? very choked with sulfur and, okay. you know, just poof, yeah. puffs of it come out. I don't think any of these are going to be a viable way to get into the heart of the volcano. I think we have to get to the top. Yeah. You're choking your way through those words, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is thick. We're just going to have to get to the top so and e- find a way in then. Either we find a vent in that is not so toxic on the way up, or we have to go all the way up to the top to get into it. That's all I can see, yeah. Farron is really not feeling this volcano situation. <laughs> what are we going to do when we get to the top of this volcano? I don't really know. I mean, the only other pillar we've ever reascended 
it just sort of happened when we got there. You know, we 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 had to fight with, there was a guardian of some sort, and we had to fight with him and defeat him. And after that happened, it, it just it just all happened on its own. I, I don't remember what, that we did anything in particular. Did we, like, we didn't place something, right? I don't, not that I remember. You held aloft your magical sword. <laughs> yes, I have the power. I understand that it's it's a great unknown, but we're just going to have to see what presents itself when we get there. There'll be some kind of a test for us to pass, I'm sure of that. that that's about all I can tell you. You mean like literally when we get up to the top, how are we going to get into this thing? Or like what do we you, may what have do you to repel. We may be able to see the stone in the light. You're telling me that the last time you recovered a stone, it just magically rose up to no, no, you? No, we didn't recover any stone. It's like li- it was literally a pillar. It was a pillar. We were standing like, on it. We had to scale it. But it ascended in it some ascended. fashion. Yes. I am just thinking about how we're going to recover the stone out of a lava pit. We're not, we're not recovering a stone, by the way. Or I mean the pillar. I'm sorry. Sorry. We're, we're not even recovering the pillar. It's like it's too big to recover. I mean, it's huge. Like it's about this. Like think of a redwood tree, but think of like 50 of them put together. Like it's, it's wide. And it shoots, it, it was ascended straight up. It is huge. For your awareness, they had a battle on top of the last one. Yeah. And then after the battle, it came up. It, yeah, it ascended well. into the sky. Okay. Yeah. And, we're and we, just had, we just reco- had to fly off somehow. We're, <laughs> we're trying to somehow allow this pillar to also ascend. Yes. We zip li- you zip lined off of it. I, I flew, I but you how zip- we got, I can't remember how we got, how down. We got down. down. I think you had your horse. Did I glide down from I it? I think so. What did Peter do? We'd he have jumped. to listen. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> We'd have to listen. Again. That, that was like two weeks ago. I have no idea. <laughs> so just so you know, this is really fair in trying to figure this out. Because yeah, yeah. you guys didn't tell me these these details before. And I'm like, what are we going to do when we get to the top of a volcano and there's yeah. lava in it? And what the, what are we supposed to dive in? And, I mean, and look, look, at this for point, the- <laughs> Womber Bash is like, look, are you coming or not? Because it's taking too long. We'll s- <laughs> we're walking as we're talking. <laughs> We will just see when we get there. I can't really give you any more details. I think each pillar is going to be different. This, this one already is very different from the first one we ascended. It wasn't in anything. It was just standing in the middle of a desert plain. We'll just have to see when we get there. I would say your ropes tied together is instead of 150 feet, it's actually closer to 145 feet with all the knots. Right, because you have to account for the knots. So it's long, but it's not going to do a whole lot of good for you, except in the very steep places. So if you want to have your wings active... uh, I was thinking I might want to scout ahead mm -hmm. and look down, and I might even be able to look inside of the volcano to kind of see like if I see anything. Do you think that's a good idea or...? Uh, if you feel able to do that, Bash, you know the fumes coming out of the top are likely to be even stronger than the ones from this vent. All right, so Womber Bash spends seven side points, and he, um, hold on a second, that's not seven. It's actually five. No, I'm going to spend seven because I'm also going to don a tough hide just in case something happens. Okay. So I get um, plus two on my armor class, and I get the wings, and I'm going to fly up trying to keep my bearing about where they are because once I get that high, if we're talking about miles, it's gonna, I'm going to be way up. I might not be able to see you, um, see you all. Uh, so I'm going to start looking around the base and trying to find cracks, vents, um, 
on my way up to the top of this thing. Um, right. So if you can tell me what I see. As you fly, did you shed your gear or are you? Yeah, I, okay. I, I gave it all to Farron so she okay. can carry. I mean, she's got to do something. So. <laughs> all right, you take off. Uh, there's a flurry of wings and Womberbash lifts off of the ground. Why don't you roll me a perception check? Okay. Okay, nice. 18. Okay. You fly left to right and up. I'm kind of, a, yeah, I'm a zigzag like, almost. Yeah, serpentine. <laughs> serpentine. 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 <laughs> As you go up, you notice several fissures in the side of the mountain. So some of them are in the ground uh, un- that would be underfoot. And so those are obviously vents. Uh, but you do notice some that seem to go into the mountain itself. Mm. One in particular looks like it might offer a pretty decent shot into the heart of the mountain. How far up is that one from where they're located now? With them walking, it, it might take another hour okay. of movement. It, it's not so much the distance as it is the terrain. Right. I'm going to also try to fly to the top, uh, the crest there, and I want to see inside. I mean, obviously there's some smells and stuff, so I know it's an active volcano, but is there literally like a lava right there, or is it crusted over and just smoking? It's a caldera. It's a, a big pit in the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Most of it does seem to be long since cooled over, and so it's hardened stone. But there are more vents up here, and you can see some areas where maybe the stone has fallen away, and uh, there's active lava there. How big around is this volcano compared to, let's say, a the the pillars we've seen in the past? Like in other words, did it crashing to the ground create this fissure opening up and creating the volcano, or did it erupt around it? I think that would be very difficult for Womberbash to determine. Okay. Uh, if Wombat, it if Wombat it did does have intelligence of eighteen. If it did, it happened a long, long time ago. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna note the fissure that I saw there, mm-hmm. um, the entrance, so to speak. Yeah. About where that is, and I'm gonna fly back to uh, okay my homies. As you fly down the slope, you do look back to make sure that you get a visual on it, so you know what it looks like from this side. And so you make your way down and realight. I think I found a place in. Before the top? Yes. If you can see, do you see right there where there's a spike coming up? There's three spikes. The one in the middle, right there, about a mile up the side there, right around there, there's, it looks like a safe place to enter. Well, that's better than having to hoof it all the way to the top. I did see the top. It, it's a big, huge pit. Um... And there's just a bunch of smoke, so I, I don't see You couldn't see, anything. see the pillar at all? I couldn't see anything in there. Hmm. Well, then I'd say this vent is, or that, that fissure may be the better way to get in. You better right. get started now. Yeah. I wonder if there's some way I can fly up there and paint it, blaze it somehow. Um, Why would you want to do that? What time is it right now? It's morning. Yeah. It's morning? Okay. Well, no, I take it back. It's afternoon. I was going to say because we walked. afternoon. Because you left the village and it was a long trip. And it's springtime, so it's going to get dark around five and six. It could get dark. It It could start to be dark by the time we get up there. I think if there's a fire going up there, it might be easier to pinpoint and see from from the you smoke want to during light the day. A fire. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind to mm-hmm. to 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 mark it. I don't know how else to mark. I don't have a can of spray paint or anything. So, <laughs> what side of the mountain is the fissure on? Is it on the east or the west side? Because the sun will obviously set. It's on the south the side. Oh, 
it's south side. South. That's going to have good so exposure. So it's on our side as yeah. we're approaching. Then I have good exposure too, as far as daylight. Yeah. 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 Well, if we're going to try to get yeah. there before the sun sets, we gotta let go. Us yeah, we can't. I mean, I, this I guess I can always fly up there at some point in time and do something if necessary. If, yeah, if it seems like it's taking us too long, if it's only a mile away, even with the rough terrain, I think it's not going to be dark by the time we get there. Farron starts. Yeah, we're just continuing. By this point, Tira has also, uh, I don't know, taken the mint and green shirt out of her <laughs> back and tied it around her face. <laughs> <laughs> Torn a, a strip off that bad boy because she ain't wearing it like it is anymore. Aww. Do we still have fabric from the co- from the costumes from our disguises, or did we just what did we do with? Oh that? yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. We might have fabric. Yeah, you, you've got plenty of fabric. Yeah. Why did I tear my junk? <laughs> <laughs> now you have to start over on your arm. Well, no, I actually tore it because it's actually thicker and will black out more of the fume. If everyone can give me a nature check and this is just for your awareness of the slopes that you're walking on 13 20 mod mod 20 11 okay that's all fine that's all fine it's arduous it's slow it's going to take you more like an hour and a half but you eventually get up to that level where the fissure entrance is okay nice it's well before the sun sets, everything. And your proximity to the active mountain actually keeps you from feeling the chill yeah. that, that would be at this elevation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you're, you're actually doing quite well. And sure enough, you get up to this ledge, and there is a, a gash in the side of the mountain that leads into a, a dark tunnel. And does it look like a natural gash yeah. or it's been hewn? Natural gash. Okay. Was this the same gash that the crow entered or no? We wouldn't know this, but I'm just asking. You don't know? No, but I mean, do you know? I do know. Of course <laughs> he can knows. You, can you go ahead? <laughs> Are there We're fumes being... coming out of Nothing that visible. Gash? Uh, and in fact, there seems to be almost like a, a bellows pumping gushes of air coming out. So it's like us. a vacuum. Air is being pulled in. No, it's being pushed it's out. out. It's pushed out? Mm-hmm. So you feel little puffs of heat as stuff is moving inside the mountain Mm -hmm. and it's just forcing air out. Do we hear anything coming from uh, from this? Not from here. In fact, there's uh, as evening approaches, uh, the breeze picks up outside, but it actually feels quite good. Mm -hmm. I imagine we're going to need a torch because I was just going to say, how far down can we? There's no. Do there appear to be any sources of light inside? Well, Farron, your stone is circling your head, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah. So there's that. Um, Nice. And as long as you're holding your stone, uh, yours is tied to your wrist. So yeah, you have yeah. a, a red glow. You do have dark vision, Tira. Yeah. Okay. 60, I can see 60 feet, but don't I need some kind of, like I can't, that doesn't allow me to see in pitch blackness. Correct. But I mean, All it's right. not because I guess her stone is uh, All right. her head. But you have enough to go by. Don't worry All right. about All it. All right. Okay. So uh, Tira is going to opt not to light a torch because she's afraid that that would... Ignite the fumes. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom! Yeah, holding it up to Wumberbash. Um, <laughs> to his underwear that he's wearing around his yes, face. Yes, his underwear around his face. Catch his fire really quickly. <laughs> the fact that they haven't come up against anyone since they left the edge of the trees seems a little ominous. She kind of got the impression from, from Whistler that they might meet lizard folk as they broke the tree line. Now, whether that was an erroneous impression or not, that was the idea she had, which is one reason why she put on the cloak. Because she was thinking, if we're, 
once we get out of the protection of the jungle, we may meet these people again and need to do battle. So the fact that they haven't met anybody seems a little ominous to her, and she's expecting at any moment for there to be obstacles of some kind, you know, resistance to them penetrating into this mountain. So she's afraid of lighting a torch that would instantly announce, hey, there's people in here coming towards you. And then Tira turns around and sees that Wombardash is already halfway into the... Uh, end, end of the- <laughs> <laughs> Wombardash has lit a torch already. And I'm already like, Put that out. yeah. I'm actually going to suggest that Farron take the lead since she has a natural light source circling her head. I can go behind her so that my dark vision will be able to see whatever the her stone is illuminating, and Bash can bring up the rear with his tough hide and whatever else and his other abilities. Are you in? Yes. You're inside? Is there not enough room for us to walk side by side? It's pretty narrow here. Yeah, I was assuming okay. single file. Yeah. Yeah. There is, it'll be interesting to describe this, something rushes over you as you walk in and begin making your way through this narrow defile. But it's not something tangible. It's not like a breeze. It's just a feeling of optimism and hope. Okay. Hmm. It almost feels as though a breeze has blown around you, but nothing stirs. There's still that same sultry feeling in the air. It's it's very hot in here. The air isn't moving inside, but you feel refreshed and hopeful. This is, happens as we cross the threshold into the fissure. It happens a short way down. Yeah. It's gone as soon as it is there. Tira, do you see anything yet? Um... I saw him just going to kind of duck around Farron. I can see 60 feet. You know, Tira, why don't you go in front of me so that you can actually see and we'll just stay close together. Okay, that's that's fine. The tunnel appears to wind down. It's It gets a little bit wider, but it's still very narrow. Mm-hmm. All right, so with her hand, her left hand along a wall, going to proceed forward. At a, at a regular pace. Your footsteps ring on the stone beneath your feet. Tira, you actually, in spite of the heat, I, I'd like to say that you have a feeling of comfort. You're used to being underground. You're used to the stone. Mm-hmm. It feels secure. How's headspace? Fine. It's tall. Okay. You travel this way for five minutes, ten minutes, and then suddenly it starts with a feeling of despair. And then, Tira, you're standing on a battlefield, and you see a poisonous dagger plunge into Peter's side, and he cries out. He's reaching for you. His tears are streaming down his face. He's calling your name, and you are powerless to move to help him. He's now pleading on the ground. Tira, help me. Why won't you help me? Why did you let this happen? It's all your fault. You try to open your mouth and nothing comes out. He begins crying, weeping. His blood is seeping into the mud. Gloating, exultant, Shumash rises above him and brings his mace down with a solid crunch on his head. He laughs in your face. And then the feeling is passed. Tira stutters to a halt and 
all the air leaves her lungs and she sort of, you know, um, her shoulders sort of roll in like she's collapsing on herself. And I imagine that Farron would kind of run into the back of me since we're staying close. And I just shake my head and I'm just stopped. I'm kind of rooted to the spot. What's going on? Tira, what, what happened? What's wrong? I don't know. What, what do you mean? There's I, a lingering feeling of illness. I just had the most horrible vision or memory. Something was wrong with it. It's not exactly the way I actually remember it, but I just saw Peter being killed again. What? And I couldn't do anything. And it was my fault. Uh, I, I think we need to keep moving. I'm starting to not feel comfortable here. Should we keep moving in or take a step back? What? This is weird. I don't know, but we gotta move. I don't Tira's like standing still. Tira's gonna grit her teeth. I think it's trying to keep us out. And she's going to wince her, you know, like clench her eyes together and duck her head into it and take a, a deliberately large step forward. You take the step and nothing happens. And just kind of keep moving. Okay. Left hand still on the wall. Mm-hmm. Tira, if it's just affecting you, does, does, your, does your helm of telepathy help protect you? Would it, would it protect you from these kinds of thoughts? That, no, that... That helmet doesn't really provide me protection. It only gives me the ability to to hear people and and to suggest things to them. I don't think it would block anything. She draws that with her right hand. She sort of draws the neck of Peter's cloak closer around her and keeps her fist clenched on the fabric with a, with an ugly face. Okay. Going forward, and you said that so that feeling has sort of ebbed. It, yeah. Away. You proceed. Now you know, Tira, that you're working your way slowly downward, inward and downward. And even those of you who are used to more above-ground living, you can feel the heat becoming more intense. And then you stumble out into an open area where there's a chasm. It's a good 50 feet across, and it cuts through this inner part of the mountain. A warm breeze blows upward from below, and as you stand on this ledge, another wave rolls through, and this time Womberbash. You see again your father. He jumps in front of you to shield you from a blast of green energy, and he begins to cry out in pain as it hits him and begins to melt his flesh. And then he begins to laugh, but then the laughter very quickly turns into angry shouting. And he pushes you so that you go stumbling, and then with the face of a demon, he's so angry, it's twisted in hatred. It's because of you that this happened to me. Why couldn't you be like the other children? And then his face slowly begins to melt and smooth out, and before you know it, you're looking at a metal mask with one white eye and one black eye. And then the feeling passes. Uh, I, I got a, I got a, I got a vision too. What happened, Bash? What did you see? It was my dad, and he was dying, but he was angry. But at the end, he, uh, he had a mask with 
One white eye and one black eye, I think. Like the Reaver? Yeah, it's kind of fuzzy now. We gotta get, we gotta go, we gotta, we gotta keep going. Something is definitely trying to keep us out. Across the way, you can see on the far side of the chasm, this fissure continues. So it's 50 feet across. 50 feet across. Um, it doesn't look like it ends anywhere for us to walk around. You're on a platform that ends at this edge of the chasm. The other side of the chasm is the continuance of the... Is there an area for me to tie off some rope yeah. on either side? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna tie it off on this one side. Uh, you said it took us an hour and a half to get up here? Yeah. I'm going to have to spend another set of side points, five. I'll, I'll spend seven. Okay. Uh, because my stuff only lasts for an hour. So I'll have tough hide again and my wings again. I'm going to fly over and tie it onto... I'm going to try to double it up. If it's 50, I can do it. That way it's nice and strong. Yep. I'm going to tie it up, wrap it around a couple of times, and then pull it back and tie it off. And I'm going to tie it to where they can sort of shimmy across by mm. hanging. So one above, one below? Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. just carry one of us at a time over? I might be able no. to... Even if I Even if I spend more side points for strength? I don't know. That It would be hard. As you make your way across, the, the gusts coming okay, up. it's a little much. Yeah, it's, it's throwing you off kilter. It takes, it takes a lot of effort to get across. So I've tied it to where there's one, one, one up top and one below. That way you can have your feet on yeah, one or you can shimmy across. Yeah. Perfect. So you rig that up. If you can just give me a sleight of hand check for the sure. knot tying. 14. It's fine. Nice. That was a little low. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> and one of them comes undone and Tira plummets to her death. <laughs> yeah, but... Y'all, we're going to have to roll to get across on these. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have said that out loud. No, I was going to do it. Uh, okay. It's going to be a low DC. If you can give me, each of you, Farron and Tira, a strength athletics check. Yes. <laughs> Why do I always roll so low? Oh. What the? <laughs> do you have an inspiration? I do have an oh inspiration. Roll it immediately. Oh, man. Oh, my Farron Lord. almost fell to her death. Farron's journey ends here. Uh. <laughs> uh. Okay. Oh, nice. You got like a mod 20, basically, right? And, and what did you say? You said it was an athletics check. Okay, yeah. Oh, man. You're like 28 or something? Okay. <laughs> 14. You're fine. Okay. Like I said, it was going to be low because he had the double. Mm -hmm. And so you make your way across and you stand on the other side. Your rope, you now have two ropes that are basically engaged in making a bridge across. And now you stand on the far side of the chasm. And now on this side, the fissure does a, a pretty steep plummet down. It's probably a 20 degree slope. So it's substantial. Mm hmm. Since it's not like a man-made structure, the, the, the floor is not like just flat. It's got like ridges and stuff to where we, we're not literally just going to slip and then slide all right. the way down. We can yeah. get our feet in there and really. Yeah. Okay. It's just uncomfortable walking. It's not, yeah. not okay. challenging walking. You make your way down. Tira's still in the lead. And you come to a hollowed out chamber. Maybe, maybe this is where lava had pooled at one point as it was being forced through this fissure and out. Uh, there's a pile of rocks here that look like they may have tumbled from the ceiling. And the fissure continues through this room. The room itself is probably a, a good 30-foot diameter, so roughly circular. The pile of rocks is near the far exit out of this room to keep on going through the fissure. And then another wave hits. And this time, Leofwin is guiding you your muscles are aching from a long day, Farron, of sword training. 
he gives you one criticism too many. It's been a long day, you're both tired, the words hit you the wrong way, and without thinking, you swing around and the blade sings through the air and slices into him. His arm is nearly severed. He grunts with the pain, unbelieving at what you have just done to him. And you can see the light of trust and of respect die from his eyes. Why did you do that, girl? And then he pitches forward face first onto the floor, and the blood flows freely, pooling around him. And you snap out of your vision. Uh, what? What was that? I, you had one too. I betrayed him. This is not a good feeling. There's a rumbling sound, and the stones begin to come together. And a large stone figure stands in front of the door. Roll for initiative. It's Garignac. <laughs> Had to get the Galaxy Quest reference in. 14. And remember, you get to roll with advantage. I did. Okay. 17. I remembered. 10. Okay. I will be last. The rock creature appears to just be content to watch you as though it's relishing the feeling of pain in the room. So, Wamberbash, you will get to go first, followed by Meredith, followed by Farron, followed by me. Okay, um, the moment it forms, I know that this is not good. So, I move my left foot forward and my right back to kind of get more of a, of a, a footing, and I squat a little bit, and I'm going to do energy beam. Okay. Um, lightning. And uh, the creature has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. That's probably a good thing for you. Eleven. You did not make it. All right, so I'll take full damage. Well, I'll take damage, period. (laughs) Yes! Not bad. I'm going to say 14 points of damage. That's what you're going to say, or that's what you rolled? Oh, that's... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say 802. Uh, How much? 14. Wow. And you said that was lightning? Yes. Okay. How far away are we from this thing? So, I mean, I s- the whole room was only 30 feet in diameter, so we can't be that far. Yeah. It's 15 feet away from okay. you. Okay, got it. Tira, it is your turn. Tira was just already on edge, and the appearance of this creature and all the foreboding that she's been feeling, she instantly goes into a rage. Mm-hmm. So thought of him being made of stone, I'm not sure that that really even... <laughs> I'm not sure what, how, good, how much good an axe is going to do on stone, but that's what she's got. Maybe she's thinking she can shatter it. Going to step forward and haul into it. Let's see. E19. That's a hit. Okay. <laughs> max damage. Uh, max, so 21. <laughs> wow, good one. Yeah. And I guess just second attack, because <laughs> that clearly didn't do anything. <laughs> Brings the axe back the other direction. Oh, 12. That is a miss. Okay. You see stone fragments chip off on your first strike. Sparks go flying and then go drifting down to the floor. Mm-hmm. And so you try the backswing and mm-hmm. you get the axe turned wrong. And so it broadsides it instead. It yeah. doesn't, it just clangs off and leaves your arms feeling a little tingly. Yeah. <laughs> Farron, it is your turn. And now my mother is out on him. That's right. Okay, 
I'm going to take a good stance to grab an arrow. I'm actually going to pull out my longbow. Okay. And I am going to try to attack the largest part, center mass. That's right. Okay. So that would be 14 plus 9. That's a hit. Mm, not going to do much damage. No, not much damage at all. But that is um, four, four points of damage. And then I can do a second attack. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, the arrow, the first arrow clanks off of it. Again, there's a shower of sparks. Doesn't seem to really affect it much. Mm. Well, that was my plan anyway, so. Not affect it much? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I didn't want to really do much damage. <laughs> just trying to irritate it. I'm just trying it. to use my, my longbow. So that would be six plus nine is 15. That's a miss. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Yeesh. This one actually Yeesh. sails through the, the fissure leading out of this room. Mm. You hear it clank, clank off the wall a couple times, and then it disappears. You are the nearest threat, Tira. So it raises both hands and brings them down. Boom, boom, trying to just land right on top of you. 18 on the first one. Yes. And 11 on the second one. No. 14 points of damage. That's the half? No, that's the full. Okay. I'll give you the full. Hey. <laughs> oh, okay. I and got to what you're yeah. saying. I was like, you don't get to just give me full damage? Uh, I see what you're saying. And then it dives into the stone floor. It's as though the stone just swallows it. There's a thrumming sound coming from around all the walls of the room now. And you're left standing uncertainly in the middle of the room. Wow. So it appeared. We fought it for a little bit. We did not defeat it. It went back down into the floor. Yes. Oh. There's a thrumming sound. Is it affecting our eardrums? Like, is it super loud or is it... Only that it's uncomfortable. It's not hindering you in any way, but okay. it, it is slightly off-putting. Tira has her axe raised and she's kind of heaving and she's looking around. Where did it go? What just happened? Get back out here and fight. Fight like a stone. That's right. <laughs> Let's make a run for it. Let's just run past where he came out. Tira's going to kind of hop around the spot for a minute, looking wildly around and with no other sign that it's presenting itself as a fight. I start she's running. Growl and turn yeah. and follow. You feel your rage melt away. Yeah. I start running. Cash follows. <laughs> your feet pound down this new hallway again it's it's winding down 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 and then suddenly wham from the ceiling the stone figure drops down in front of you <laughs> roll let's roll for initiative and tira it's just you and me uh well yeah we all roll for initiative oh. 13 <laughs> terrible 12 6 all right so it's meredith michael me Okay, so Z. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> yep. Which makes sense. You're in front. Yeah. You're right there. All right, so second rage, and uh, Tyr is really, I mean, I know a rage is a rage is a rage, but just really, really angry, and two-handed that axe. 20, mod 20. That's a hit. All right. Max. <laughs> Another max. Wow. <laughs> 21 points. I told yeah. you she was really, really mad. Yep. A few chips of rock go flaking off. There are a couple holes where the head would be. Mm -hmm. And so the red light coming from down the hallway actually shines through like <laughs> eyes. Yeah, cool. Michael? Wait, I get a second attack. Nope, you're done. 
No, I am not. All right, go for it. She's going to scream, you don't get to run away this time. Uh, 27. Hit. (laughs) Oh, only 100 points of damage. (laughs) Uh, 14. Same effect. A few chips of stone come flying off. A little bit gets in your mouth. (laughs) She spits it Uh Womber bash. Um, energy beam again, lightning. Uh, succeed on a dexterity saving throw, please. Or don't succeed, I should say. Uh, I fail. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a four. Are we fighting in a line? Like, is this another narrow? Yeah, this is another narrow passage. So he, am I we'll in the last in line? I, I'm just trying to think, like, yeah. I don't want to hurt you guys mm-hmm. if I do something. You can tell us to get down. Or you, you can, can fire us. through friendlies. Oh. According to the mechanics, you can do that. We're trusting that you're getting yeah. out of the way to be able to fire. So no, no problem if you want to attack that way. Okay, even with spells? Even with spells. Okay. Now, if it's an area of effect spell, <laughs> you'll want to be careful. All right, go ahead. It is. Aww. Five points of damage. What? Nah. <laughs> A little crackle of blue energy rolls over where you hit, and then it just crackles off into nothing. Tira, I rolled a 16 and a 17. The 17 hits. Your armor class right now is 17? Yeah, because I'm wearing the cloak. All right, so one of the fists hits for 13 points of damage. Now, did you go back into your rage? Yeah, so that's six. Yeah. All right, Farron, it is your turn. Uh, I want to do shatter. Ooh. Hey. All right, so what's that do? A sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Um, A creature made of inorganic material such as stone, crystal, metal has disadvantage on the saving throw. Yes! Okay. And so what was it again? It's a constitution? Uh, Constitution saving throw. I rolled a low of eight total. Oh, yeah. So that hits. Fails, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes! Yeah. Damage me. Okay, I will damage you. 3d8? Yeah. What? Yeah, but my rolls are so sorry. No, 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 come on. It's going to be better this time. Okay, I'm positive, positive, positive. Uh, so that's, that's 12, 13. 13. 13 points of damage. I don't add anything to that, right? <laughs> Can I add something? All right, that has a visible effect. Uh, a big cloud of dust erupts off of it as the vibration. First of all, your ears are all ringing from the explosion. In addition to chunks of rock falling off of the creature, the tunnel also shakes Ooh. very strongly. Farron being so affected by the, the sound that she just heard and she's you know getting angry, she wants to throw that her sense of, what she's feeling is that she wants to throw that back at that creature. Okay, great. And so she, mm. she does shatter. The creature dives back into the floor. <sighs> Tira roars. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, we start running. Another wave hits all three of you, and it's a feeling of peace and of optimism. And then you're on down the hallway. I do not understand this place. Feet are turning. Legs are moving. Your breath is coming more labored now because the air is getting thicker and smellier and hotter. And we've been active. Yeah. And you turn a corner and there's the creature again. Mm. Boom. Roll for initiative. 
Yep. This is my last rage. If I go into a rage. Uh, 21. 14. 21. We'll go Tira, Farron, Womberbash, me. Tira? Tira is really on a trigger right now. So final rage. I mean, I don't know if, if we're going to have to battle him again after this, but two-handed fancy axe. Uh, 25. Hit. <laughs> There's like no question. <laughs> well, we know if I... Surprise, roll. surprise. Fourteen. The axe crunches in. You see a, a small crack, a hairline crack appear where you hit. All right. She's going to try and hit that same spot again. Uh, Twenty-two. Hit. Twenty. Yes. <laughs> Farron, it is your turn. Farron goes with the same thing because she was pleased with the effects of the last one, <laughs> even though... You know, well, I mean, it we're was in a new area now, so rumbling and been... grumbling the the actual yeah. cave. Before you do anything, I need to do one thing, not that one thing. Ooh. It was the wrong one thing. Okay, all right, go ahead. I'm gonna do one thing first. Boy, that lady's really pregnant. Okay, the shatter spell goes off again. You've centered it behind it, so that, again, the effects of the spell will hit it and not damage Tira. It is going to succeed this one, so it probably takes half damage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go ahead and roll your damage, and I will take half of that. Fourteen, so seven. And then, additionally, something about the way you cast this spell seems off. Some of the effect has rebounded on you. And you need to roll against your save DC. Do a constitution check against your save DC. What does that mean? Was that a one? It's a critical Yes, it was. Okay. I shatter into a million pieces. (laughs) (laughs) No, however, you are absolutely stunned. So after you cast the spell, the explosion goes off, and it's like a, a fragment of your magic has come bouncing back at you. It hits you square between the eyes and you're just frozen solid in place. It's like Petrificus Totalis. Mm. So literally? She is not hardened. Oh, okay. But she is just stunned. stunned. Yeah. Okay. So from behind you, she, you were last in line, right? Mm-hmm. The, the rock creature groans. It, it's the sound of rocks grinding together. Drifts of sand fall out of it and it just <laughs> collapses into a heap in the corridor. Tira and Bash, after you hear Farron chanting to cast this spell, there's no sound from behind you. So you said he collapsed into a heap of ash, not like melting into the floor. Right. He is now a pile of debris on the floor. Okay. All right. That seems different. So the absence of sound from Farron then, and I guess all around, Tira's going to turn. She's still poised as though casting her spell. Farron? Farron. Can I talk? Nope. Farron. Mm. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I can. I'm going to dash over to her right, and put go a through, hand on you her. You go through Womberbash to get to her. Oh, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, it's a pretty, yeah, pretty narrow. So you're, Actually, yeah. I'm such an idiot. Why would you do? Because <laughs> I have Indomitable. I could have re-rolled that. Oh, wow. Saving throw. Yeah, it's, it's happened now. Too bad. Yeah. Too late now. Saving it. Yeah, saving it. You put a hand on her. Does she feel? She feels very, very tense. Okay. But otherwise, she feels normal. Yeah. All right, when I put my hand on her, does it have any effect on her? Like, nope. does she flinch or anything? Nope. 
Farron. Mm-hmm. Can you can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know that you can or get this. I was going to say, you yeah. can't even do that. Yeah, because okay, that, that's, that's vocal cords. She, she is yeah. not moving, not I responding. I can't do that at all. Nope. It froze my insides, too. You are yeah. stunned. You won't have another bowel movement until this is over. <laughs> It'll come out like rocks. <laughs> uh, hold on. My mistake. You are stunned, and the stunned condition is you're incapacitated. You cannot move and can speak only falteringly. Oh, oh. so you can slightly speak. Okay, hold on a second. Let me read something else. I can't. Oh. <laughs> okay, I can use in- Indomitable twice between long rests. So, yeah, I should have used it. Okay. Farron. Farron, can you hear me? Yes. Wh- what happened? I have no, no idea. idea. I just... I just... F- froze. Can you scratch my nose? <laughs> <laughs> Walmart Bash reaches over and scratches her butt. That is not my no, nose. No. <laughs> <laughs> Time to write things on her forehead. <laughs> Put mustache. <laughs> can can you move at all? No. <sighs> and then after two minutes of this, you begin to feel like Novocaine wearing off. You begin to regain control of your limbs. It, it starts with a tingling at your extremities and then works its way inward until at last <sighs> you can relax again and you have... Movement restored. What was that? I don't know. It was after I attacked. Well, whatever that was, don't do that again. I guess at least not while we're in here. What do you guys think? Is he dead? He didn't melt into the floor this time. The pile is still a pile of dust and stone there on the floor. I say we keep going. If that thing shows its face again... So help me. <laughs> I'm gonna beat it. Yeah. <laughs> now rock his world. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. All right. You press on, mm-hmm. make your way. And at, at last, Tira, you, you get a sense that you're approaching whatever. And then your next steps carry you into a huge chamber. The tunnel walls that have been a constant companion during your time in this volcano drop away. The ceiling soars upward into the jags and crevices of a naturally formed cavern. A yellowish haze is in the air, and it reeks of rotten eggs and worse. (laughs) At the far side of the cavern is a reddish-yellow glow emanating from the molten center of the mountain, but your breath falters as you recognize two things. The first is a vertical shaft at the far end of the cavern, barely visible through the haze. It is of indeterminate height and depth, extending well beyond the ceiling and the floor of this room. There, positioned in the middle, you can see a gleaming surface that shines white even in the shimmering heat. The body is massive, perhaps a hundred feet in diameter or more. This is, without a doubt, one of the crystal pillars. The second is a figure standing at the edge of the shaft, shrunk to insignificance in its proximity to the pillar. It stands with its black shrouded back to you, Seemingly unaware of your presence, a preening raven sits on its shoulder. It isn't until one of you grates a foot on the coarse grit of the floor that it stiffens suddenly, the head cocks to the side, then turns to reveal a black-beaked mask. 
The yellow fumes and the ambient glow of the fire in the room reflect in the dark, polished lenses. Ah, so you have come at last. Now I must put my efforts of mastery aside and stop you as I should have outside Flynnmore. But wait, a stranger? Where is the weedy little one with whom I traded blows? He must have fallen already. I can tell from your surly face, little girl. He laughs mirthlessly, his voice hissing in his mask. This time, I will make sure you join him. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, is going to immediately attack. All right. I, I was already thinking about doing <laughs> Um <laughs> Tira, rage or no rage, is gonna fly at that dude and try and tear him limb from limb. Well, is he is he talking about Peter? Yeah. Yes. Oh dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're each gonna get three experience points. I feel that's, like we should get more that's than three. I'm just two. Saying. That's two for the fight, and one for uh, making your way through the mountain. I'm gonna give you another two for living through your experiences. From the pulses of the crystal. Yuck. Oh, we technically had two it. fights. It was the same dude, though. We had we, three. We fights. rolled initiative. We twice. rolled initiative three times. Or three times. Oh. But that was just for every single time that that guy got in our way. You get a DM's pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. All right. And let's hear it for Norse battle. Oh, my word. I'm not going to lie, it's hard for me to pay attention when we're fighting because I'm trying to think about what I'm going to do next. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, that's fine. But I know that Tira did some damage. <laughs> well, I got, to, I got <laughs> if that so advantage. If you did anything fantastic, No, I got that us. advantage in game. Well, part of the problem is that it had resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. Mm. So you were only doing half damage. Was I Your really? spells were doing full damage, mm. both gotcha. of you. So. Gotcha. Uh, even though you hit more often, right. you know, I think you were fairly well matched. So that was good. Yeah, I don't have anything. Even if I had moved to my light hammer or yeah, that the uh, whatever, everything I have is slashing, bludgeoning, and piercing. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that mm-hmm. I could do that's not one of those things. So, yeah. you know. Hmm. It was pretty much just a... F- Fight yeah, most of the benefits time. we got were the benefits I mean, from gameplay. Yeah. Right? He could have gotten, you can give him some points for that cool rope bridge. Yeah, and oh, yeah. For, for the initial scouting. So take another yeah. yeah, definitely. Take another two for both of those. I forgot that was in the same yeah. Yeah. recording. Yeah, they, they kind of get hazy. Kind of <laughs> together here, yeah. I wanted to say precipice so badly. Yes. <laughs> you should have. No, it's, so, it's too Star Trek. No, no, you you could have put in there. So, so right when we arrived on this precipice, when yeah. we came, um, come to the precipice, <laughs> yeah, they said precipice like I mean, eighteen times. In okay, that, in I that, know. That, that so, uh, Karen I, busted out a new spell. Oh yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, and take, it was effective. Mm-hmm. Yes, take one. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Any other nominations? I think that was good. What do you think? Yeah, I yeah. liked it. Good, good. We're getting yeah. somewhere, y'all. Yep. Let's hear the recap. All right. Tira is 74 points into level mm. 10. 
Wamberbash is three points into a level 11. Ah! Yay! Congratulations. Oh, Farron is 63 points into level 10. Great. Way to go, everyone. Way to work together. I had fun putting these two together, and I thought you would enjoy them. So I'm glad you found last episode and this one to be enjoyable. And hopefully, stackers, you do too. Again, we'd love to hear from you. You can catch us through our social media presence, our email address, and we'd love to hear from you in a rating. Hang in there. Next time, we know what we're starting with. So let's get ready. And we will see you here again at our table next time, right here at Stacko Dice. Dude. I say we make a run for it. For the, for the, for, for the cast. right and then it goes to another like fissure right that's right Farron no it's you you just sit there while I take my turn (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry I probably shouldn't have spoken no no, you should have thank you I'm always reminding you of things that actually are to Farron's disadvantage (laughs) sorry